Hello and welcome to the chart chat segment of the New Story Podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Conran. And today I have Katrina from who is the one and only Daily, Daily Astrology. <laughs> That's at Daily underscore astrology underscore. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and um, I love having Katrina on. I love our discussions we have here, um, not only because we have very similar placements in our charts and just that energy is fun to like have reflected back, uh, but also because, um, you know, astrology is like, it's a really, it's got so many layers and levels to mm-hmm. it, and it's really powerful when you work with other practitioners who are looking at the same thing, but also going through their own stuff and just like me. And, you know, it's really nice to be able to like bounce stuff off of someone on a deeper level. So really happy that Katrina's here and um, that she's my friend. (laughs) Well, it's like such a never ending rabbit hole astrology, you know, because it has so much also to do with perspective of how someone sees the energy. And so I just feel like it just keeps evolving, you know, keeps expanding. Yeah. And the purpose of chart chat isn't necessarily to just talk about like specific transits that are coming up on a monthly basis. It's more just like intuitively going with the flow of like what's coming. Okay. What have we been feeling for the last few weeks and where do we think this is heading? Um, So, you know, Uh, We might talk, we're going to talk about some stuff to do with the upcoming Mercury retrograde. And then we're even going to discuss like some of the energy into the beginning of 2020 today of just some of these like powerful shifts that, um, you know, it's good to have the information to be a little bit prepared. I mean, you can never really be prepared for your evolutionary shifts, but like I was telling Katrina earlier, like she gave me a reading um, a couple months ago, and I'm starting to see that manifest. And it's a difficult, it's a difficult series of like learnings that I'm going through. Um, but it actually does feel helpful that I knew already that this was part of my evolutionary learning uh, beforehand, um, because I can sort of like understand even better now, like why it's happening, what its meaning is as I'm also going through it. So, it does um, like bring peace to hard situations. I think that's a lot of times when people find astrology or these type of things is during hard situations when you're just like, I need something and understanding brings some sort of peace. Like, okay, I see that this is happening for a reason, you know, and maybe you can understand a higher reason that it's happening, but like, you know, that there's something more to it and it's not just like, you're just lost and you just screwed up, you know, and you fucked up somewhere and you're being punished, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's when I found astrology, you know, and I was like, oh, this is totally all happening in perfect timing. Yes. And it's definitely like, we're not using it to like somehow circumvent things that we need to go through. Like for me, like I'm going through emotional things. I'm not trying to circumvent that with information but it does help me to kind of like understand the type of lessons that I can be pulling from my situation instead of just going into a place of like victimization or self doubt or like getting stuck, you know, in the like lower vibrations of stuff. Astrology helps us to see the higher 
meaning in, in some of those shadow elements too. And like how to use things with purpose so that even though it's not a way to never feel bad, you know, it's not like we're going to have enough information. So we never have to feel grief or sadness or whatever, you know, the, the lesser, um, the feelings that we don't want to feel right. But it is a way to kind of see the purpose and the beauty in, in those moments as well, you know, and pull yourself out of any kind of like life is meaningless. Uh, why don't don't we all just die kind of energy too, which I've been hearing a lot about lately. Uh, really? I, I well, have, that wouldn't that be um, the Mercury and Scorpio? It's the Scorpio energy that has already been creeping in, and absolutely, that's yeah. into the shadows of you know that is where we experience the emotional shocks. The Scorpio energy that is where we experience the feeling of complete powerlessness or something having control over us. Scorpio is like that feeling of hitting rock bottom and then finding your power in that. It's like you either confront and evolve and you you take your power back like Scorpio that's why you can never count a Scorpio out like they are made you know Scorpio ascendants or Scorpios they are made to always find their power from like their darkness or from the feeling of you know it's yeah. a death and rebirth but it's a power that comes from going into that that place where you're like Yes. It's a bravery. Am I dying? You know, and you never, I mean, that's the Scorpio energy. They are made to always, they're either going to stay in it for how long that they're going to stay with the the darkness or they decide, no, I'm not. And they have that power. They can always come back. And that, that really is the Scorpio energy lesson is like being able to take your power back from something that has power over your life going forward. Yeah. That is what we're or dealing whatever with. Whatever you've given your power to, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like this can a lot of times can have to do with addictions. You yeah, know, an obsession. Obsession. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like the obsessions are gonna be totally showing up. Like it already has been. If you want to observe yourself or the people around you, this is something that is just kind of floating around. You can see where your own obsessions are, you can see where other people's obsessions are because they're really, you know, they're really coming stronger as Mercury has been in Scorpio. And then Venus and uh, Mercury and Venus, they're gonna be doing a lot of hanging out. So we know that this is, has a lot to do with our thoughts saying, get a hold of your thoughts, pay attention to these thoughts that are attracting your reality. Cause Venus is here. Uranus is in Taurus. So it has a lot to do with what we're attracting and through well, our thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I mean, it always has to do with like what we're attracting, but I think also with the, with the Scorpio energy, it's like, what is I always think like it's the underbelly of the underbelly. So it's like, it's the, it's like, who's really running the show here? You know, like who's really running the show. And I really need to look deep into the recesses of who's running the show. What feelings of worthlessness might be running the show. What grief might be running the show. Maybe we're connected to elements of our past that we keep, we're in fear of. So we keep, projecting that mentally into our present, you know, it's like, it's really about uncovering, um, shadow in us. Don't you think? 
Yeah, a lot of shadow. It's going to be a great opportunity for a shadow. It is going to be a great opportunity, period, in so many different directions. I mean, we could talk about this just alone when it's dealing with sex and intimacy. And then we, if we, th- I mean, so many directions because it's also all those trust issues. Like if you have patterns of the mind around jealousy or, you know, um, not yeah. trusting, you know, and like, oh, what are you doing? You're going to see yeah. these things creeping up to almost an obsession. If you get hella paranoid around relationships, you're probably going to be seeing these patterns come up of your mind. So it's showing us how we are in shadows working with our relationship. If you are using your sex and, you know, as a form of manipulation or whatever, it's, it's going to deal with sex. It's going to deal with, you know, manipulation and control and like these these ways that we also like relate with other people in a shadowed way. So there's going to be so many different opportunities for us to confront these shadows and leave them behind. And that opportunity I feel really has to do with what's going on in Capricorn with the South node and Saturn and Pluto. It's such a karmic release that we are going through. And so now this karma is looking at our relationships. It's looking at this Scorpio Venus Mercury and yeah. I feel like this has already been going, coming in through Libra season. So Libra season dealt a lot with these karmic patterns in our relationships and how we inwardly relate to people and stuff like that. But I feel like it's another opportunity is. going deeper mm-hmm. with Scorpio. Yeah. So issues Absolutely. around sex, you know, issues around sex, issues with... um yeah, the trust and betrayal and just where you've suffered betrayal or you're still holding on to that pain and it's carried on through your thoughts and you're just, you know, attracting these situations over and over because of these maybe shadowed obsessions of your mind. Well, I think, I think that like the Scorpio energy, I think Libra energy is about like a equality really, you know, it's like, we're trying to achieve balance by giving everything it's due. So it's like, yeah, much more peaceful. Like, let's work it out. Let's, let's figure this out together. Totally. But also like yeah. when you think dun, of dun, like, dun, dun, Scorpios and all that, <laughs> it's like, bitch, you want to hear the fucking truth? I'm like you. Yeah. <laughs> truth well, hurts. When, well, when you think of Libra and you think of the weighing scales, you know, the weighing scales are only ever in balance when both cups have equal weight. So if you think of that in terms of like, you know, how we manage our emotions too, it's not all about just looking for joy and happiness and filling that cup. We also have to make space for our grief and our sadness and actually process those emotions properly. And when we avoid that and repress that and say, no, I don't like that. And we shut these parts of ourselves down and our evolutionary process down uh, we become imbalanced too. So like Libra can be a quality in any, in lots of ways. And, and in relationship, obviously we're looking for like an equal give and take and an equal, equal flow. But that doesn't mean like it's, it's about, it's about like, yeah, equal measurements. Right. And then Scorpio energy, I feel like the Scorpio energy is all about control. So a lot of people have been talking about you know, having like an increased feeling of like suicidal thoughts and things like that. And to me, that's another, it's another way that we try to have control, right? Because we think like, if in some way we feel that our life is uncertain, um, that's that's so uncomfortable for us to not be able to be certain or feel safe and secure in a little box, right? So when we don't have methods of 
of security. We don't have methods of, um, uh, we feel out of control and uncertain. We're going to look for how I can control everything. And suicide is also like a way to do that. It's a way to feel like you're in control, right? Like power over yourself. I mean, from from my personal experience, it's, I think that it is about control. I mean, I think it's about trying to be in control of your, of your life, of your destiny. So it's saying like, no, I want to choose and I want to will my way to what I want based on like what I can see. And I think that so much of Scorpio energy is about that. It's about like, where do we get out of sync with our intuition? Because we are like being led by um, systems of power and control that actually have taken us out of intuitive flow and they are coming from places of wounding you know yeah so oh the the mercury what you were saying about suicide i think that's um that is definitely going to be a thing like we're i mean for the mercury retrograde that is definitely going to be a thing that's another angle of it there's so much to talk about with just scorpio energy alone because why i'm saying that is because mercury retrograding at 27 scorpio is across from algal and algal deals with it's you know algal and it's like the demon star and it's interesting because venus is here with mercury venus is the ruler of taurus where algal is so it's almost like bringing attention there and so mercury is opposing algal and algal to me represents like this intense feminine emotion like where we're intensely where we lose ourselves in our emotions so it can deal with violence it can deal with um just being so passionate about something where you lose your mind you know that feeling of just intensity and to me this feels very uh like suicide and that's exactly how i kind of feel the suicide energy to me, it doesn't feel as much of a control thing. It's emotion that has so much intensity. You don't even know what to do with it. So it's this feeling of, I can't handle this feeling, like this intensity of emotion, like it has to stop. Like, so to me, right. suicide doesn't feel like a control thing. It's, but that's, it's, but that's the exact same thing because yeah, yeah, but I feel you like feel out of control emotionally, you feel yeah, like, there's but no I don't feel like it, it as much like in the mind, like I have to control this. I feel like it's like it, it's it's a motion that's overwhelming the body and i think that this is things that could be coming up i think for this mercury stopping on algal which i would say has to do with that where we lose ourselves to these emotions where we mentally lose ourselves or get in these really dark experiences and so mercury stopping with venus it's looking at those type of experiences. And so right. that's so, another yes. thing that people are looking at healing. Exactly. During so time. the thing is, is like when we try to exert control over ourselves and our experience and our willpower, we stop that flow of things transforming on their own, right? It's like, it's the same thing as when like you really feel you're feeling a lot and you're talking to somebody about how you're feeling and you're, you are on the brink of crying and you swallow it and you choke it down. It's the same vibe. You know, it's like, how do we, how do we block ourselves by trying to control this feminine nature in us? The feminine nature is chaos and destruction. It's a wave that sometimes brings 
all really? out. Is, is that the feminine nature? <laughs> yeah, so the feminine, the feminine energy is embody is that. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> it's like birth, you know. Is birth is birth just like where like is birth just this like easy is this easy no. thing that happens no. and like a you know a baby just flies out on a rainbow? No, it's fucking mm-hmm. you're you're on the brink where like it's chaos it's like it is you're on the yeah, brink it, it actually brings death. you it brings you to like it's a near death experience uh, it really exactly is. like you go exactly. into when i was yeah when i was going into labor and like i almost delivered at home and we were stuck in traffic and stuff like that and i got so quiet and my husband's like oh i was gonna stop it talk about because you got quiet i thought you were fine and i was like no i was literally in another place at that point because i i couldn't take it anymore i yeah. walked in and delivered in 15 minutes wow like yeah, I was and totally- that's the thing is it's like what we're experiencing emotionally is a psychological it's a near-death experience and i think i think like we don't recognize, first of all, all of us have Scorpio in our chart somewhere. We have the energy yeah. of Scorpio. We have the house of Scorpio. We have planets that have the energy. Well, and we have a huge generation with the Pluto in Scorpio. So they're Absolutely. Like, and guess they're, what? Those people are fucking psychologically brave, but they may sometimes feel like they're on the brink of a fucking death, near-death experience. But I think something that Scorpio energy doesn't like, it's easy to be like, Oh, I'm so sensitive. I'm feeling all the things, but also Scorpio has the balls to feel all the things because it is going to go to the depths and it's going to come back. It's like, if it's not fucking real, then I don't care. Like, you know, the, the Venus in Scorpio are people that can, they can handle the ugly sides of the relationship. They're like, this is real. Like, I don't want it all light and fluffy. Like, come on, get fucking mad. Like, are you going to stay around? Like that can be the Scorpio energy. They're like, as long as it's real, they want intensity, you know, because there's something there. Like they don't mind facing the shadows and the truth. And that's that Venus and Scorpio energy that we're all doing. It's like, can you get into the truth? Can you handle the truth? There's going to be a lot of truth. Can you handle the truth? (laughs) Can you handle the truth? 90s movies coming up. Well, speaking of this, like Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, uh, Venus in Scorpio, there's a period of about 10 days from November 10th to the 19th where these energies are conjunct. So they're like really influencing one another very strongly. And retrogrades are actually awesome times to work on stuff. It's a time when like you, I think a lot of positive stuff happens during retrogrades. Like uh, sure, there's like the technological snafus, there's accidents are easier to happen because it's a foggier time. But also you can really like, it's a prescription for like, dealing with the shit that you maybe have not been able to deal with before. And when I think of this conjunction, like what we were talking about earlier is like, we're thinking of like intimacy, right? And intimacy is really like where we let ourselves feel with other people. So we let ourselves be vulnerable. We let ourselves be seen for like who we are, which is not just um, the successful kind of uh, good looking projection that we want everybody to think of us but it's also all of the stuff that um, all of our weaknesses, all of our subtle nuanced beauty that is also our wounding and our pain and stuff like that. And I can really see the card I pulled uh, when I was thinking about this energy. um, 
just now is the three of swords. So again, um, it's like there's a deep need to feel like grief and sorrow because that's what this card is all about. It's about Mm -hmm. like, it's about an opening that comes through surrender and Mm -hmm. surrender mentally, obviously, because swords are mental energy, uh, Mm -hmm. mental perception, you know, and it's like, it's sort of like a surrender to, yeah, the grief, grief, but in the same way, probably Katrina, that it's the surrender when you give birth, it's like, it's fucking happening. You know, there's a baby coming out and like, it's surrender to grief though. Um, what's up? You were saying like, it's a surrender to these hard emotions though. So that is kind of going with the whole mercury across from algal. So this is kind of painting a picture that Mm. it might not be that easy you know, but, and, you know, if we're going to talk about that type of thing, the emotions of Scorpio is also, it's, it's the emotional shocks of loss around things, things that, you know, that you've given your power to. And so when they're removed, you have to deal with that. So a lot of times Scorpio energy can deal with the, the removal of things or shocks, emotionally shocking experiences. But this is also, I think we're dealing with the pain of the past because we have all that South Node energy. So I'm not necessarily feeling like this is something that we're going to be experiencing in this time, but we're going to be bringing up how this is still affecting us. The emotional shocking experiences of the past, you're saying surrender to the grief, you know, so we're going to be feeling these patterns. And to me, like Mercury retrograde is always a really good opportunity. It's saying, pay attention to what's going on in your mind, you know? And so this is a really good uh, under, uh, opportunity for us to understand ourselves and to understand yeah. what's really driving us and, you know, how, how we're attracting our reality and how we're stuck in the past. Like I keep feeling the message I keep getting is, it's going to be a great opportunity. We're in a great opportunity to change our experience. And this is dealing with our relationships, obviously, but money, um, how, you know, just our, what we give our power to. I keep feeling like it's like, take your power back. It's an opportunity to take your power back in so many different ways. And so Mercury retrograding is going to bring important, you know, um, information. You may come across, you know, certain truths. Hopefully a lot of great truths are revealed because that is the the Scorpio energy. It's about the truth, you know, revealing the truth. So you, I think for relationships, there could be some truths that are spoken, you know, getting down and seeing things. And I noticed with Scorpio energy, it's when you have the balls to actually say shit where you're like, wow, I'm so glad I addressed that. It like gives you the balls to, to, to be honest about certain things that you haven't wanted to touch on. So with yourself, And with other people. But I'll and also so that's a great say, opportunity. I'll also say, and maybe there is something else placement-wise that sort of reinstates this. But, you know, it's like, it's also the energy of like, yes, absolutely having the boundaries to say what you need to say and to hold a firm uh, place for yourself. But also there is definitely the energy of like, uh, we're like, we have to stop projecting our inward ability to create onto uh, someone else. So it's like, we don't, we're not just like, 
it's not the guy, it's not like the guy's fault that they're non-committal. It's like, there's a part in us that keeps creating the pathways yes, to yes, receive love totally. that we're not to not receive yes. love because we're only relationships. Yeah. So like, totally. there's also an element to this boundary making and taking our power back. That's like, guess what? Like, it's always been your power. Nobody took it from you. You yeah, gave it away. You were stuck on this cycle. Yeah. Through and your thoughts. Yes. Or through how you're, yeah, how you're internalizing, how you're seeing these situations. That's, that's how I see the Scorpio energy that we're going into. And I, I feel like it's already been here with Libra, but it's going to be a little deeper yeah. you know, with Scorpio. But it's really been about releasing these experiences, these karmic experiences, these cycles that have been passed on through our family. You know, we're doing a lot of breaking these patterns with relationships. And it yeah. can also be other things dealing with Scorpio and nature. So, and, and I think addictions and obsessions and things, hit sh- shadow things, you know, the Scorpio yeah. deals with our closet sides of our personality, you know, so and I it think can deal with I, things that not everybody sees. For sure. And I think like, I think that it was really, really impactful when we had our Jupiter and Scorpio transit year before last, because that, I think that was really where we were really expanding on the themes, the Scorpio themes for the whole year. We were really growing and through our spiritual truth, you know, and now that Jupiter's been at home in Sagittarius, we're looking at the higher truth. So we're also like, looking for like, what is the higher meaning? What is the lessons? What's the love? How do we let go of judgment? How do we let go of blame and shame? And how do we live a life like that is based on, you know, joining all the truths into the higher truth and really making space for everybody, you know, for that like higher meaning and spiritual connection that is possible to have in life. I think like, um, So I think the question we've all been asking this year is like, what's my truth? You know, what's true for me? And how do I be Jupiter and Scorpio, Scorpio, Sagittarius? Yeah. And I mean, with, with Jupiter and Sagittarius, it's like, what's the big picture? You know, like, um, it's all about learning and teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's all about like the philosophy of life. Like I think, I learned a lot about myself in the last two years in terms of like what I want and who I really am um, as an individual and as like an individual moving through this like ever changing like life. And I think like then when we get, it's very, um, I feel like the energy, like that's the higher sort of like uh, umbrella for this Scorpio energy too, is it's like, it's about seeing what your truth is and seeing what other people's truths are. And instead of feeling like victimized by other people being different from us, um, just starting to honor that, like, it's not about our worth and value. If someone's different or in a different place, it's not that love doesn't exist there. It's like honoring, like, uh, just how we're each on a different path and that's totally okay as well. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a major thing. Um, 
dealing with people in general. And that's something that I experience in my intimate relationships, you know, especially with my husband is the whole thing is when you have like a core belief about something and you find that you guys have different beliefs, you're just like, almost like, whoa, well, I don't even know if we can go farther. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's kind of a natural thing. We're very protective of our core beliefs and that's Jupiter and Sagittarius, but it's like, is that really like, you can't just close everybody down that believes something different. Like that's when you really have to expand and like learn to hold space for each other. Like, okay, what you believe doesn't have to affect me. Like there can be, you know, we can, we can believe in different things and still have respect for each other and make space for each other. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's something that Jupiter and Sagittarius is also teaching us that we can't be at war every time when someone believes something different. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's such opposing beliefs with everything right now. I mean, right now, like it just started, but you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and that's what's constantly separating us as people. Like, oh, it so is. It, my heart literally hurts right now. I can feel a little breaking going through it. How much that separation where we have separate beliefs on any subject, you know, any of these big subjects that are out, politics and so on. And then yeah. that creates this separation. It creates this like, well, we can't, you know, I can't talk to that yeah. person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, and I think like, it's interesting, because I've heard multiple people, young people really talk about like, you know, what, like feeling right now, just like this sense of lethargy in life. And like, what's, it's all meaningless. And it's like, you know, I think that's the wrong question. I don't think it's the question of like, is life meaningful or meaningless? I think that's like, you know, a tree is not out there thinking, is my life meaningful or meaningless? Now, do these people like astrology or, or do they not know about it? <laughs> no, I'm, no, this was a serious, like, I'm saying. But I think it's, I think it's natural that people are like. No, but I'm just truthfully wondering, do they know about, like, do they follow astrology? These people who well, they're me? working, they're working through their, uh, their, blocks or their feeling around like they're working through whatever it is that they need to work through to find a philosophy that works for them a symbolism in life you know a belief system I I just feel like astrology helps so much to like understand deeper meaning it does but I also think that like nutrition and exercise help people I I think there's like so tai chi I think there's so many ways that people can Mm. do it not not I mean I love astrology and it work I love it and I like to that's a system of belief that works for me but also like I think the 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 interesting thing to do with like Jupiter and Sagittarius is it's like we are figuring out what our beliefs are you know we're figuring out like what system of belief works? Yeah, with. I mean it's so funny the whole thing about beliefs too. Because this reminds me, I was um, with my one of my friends. We were out to dinner or lunch the other day, and her husband, I guess, didn't know I was an astrologer. And he was like, they were talking about astrology, and he's like, "Oh, you can't tell me that the the day I was born or whatever has anything to do with my personality." I'm like, "Oh, you know, before this gets any more awkward, like maybe I should tell you this is what I do for a living. I'm an astrologer." you know, because I don't want to be awkward hearing him talk a bunch of shit. Right. You know, get really uncomfortable. Um, 
And he was like, oh, well, you need to get a different job then. I was like, bitch, please. You don't even fucking know. (laughs) But it's like that right there, two different beliefs. And it's like, what do you do? You know, in those types of situations, am I going to be like, oh, I don't like this person. He's totally being judgmental. Or or is he going to judge me and be like, I don't want you hanging out with her, you know, because. But that's Jupiter and Sagittarius too. It's both, it's both your way is wrong and my way is right. And it's no, all of our ways are right. You know exactly. Yeah. So can you not judge each other and have space exactly. and still coexist? Like that is, I feel, has a lot to do with this Jupiter and Sagittarius, like yeah. this undercurrent of this Jupiter and Sagittarius. It's like, oh, if we really do want to create peace and harmony and have more joy in our lives, then we need to stop creating an opposition every time someone believes something different than one of our core beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 And they may believe like it's wrong and I believe in it. So it's like, yeah. And is also that I think how we feel about each other. And I think with the Scorpio energy, just making the shift around, like, it's not okay. Yeah. We've come probably a lot of us have come from lineages and ancestry. I mean, we've all come from lineages and ancestry of fucked up people. And that doesn't mean they didn't love us and they weren't amazing people too, but we've all got like, someone to blame for our fucking conditioned responses as human beings but like when we're adults it's our responsibility to shift it so I feel like so much of the energy we're working through too is like it's not our toxic relationships fault that we're unhappy like something in us oh yeah to choose it and wanted to experience that and now we are and now we are are getting the balls to realize that we can choose something else that we can yeah. choose. It, and that's that Scorpio energy. It's like, get yeah. a hold of these experiences that you're attracting, dealing yeah. with relationships. Um, yeah. And also Scorpio deals with commitment. So where we're not committing to things that we love and value, where we're not committing to our worth, where we're not committing to these things that we really want, you know, that give our life deeper meaning. Scorpio is like, deal with, you know, commit to these things. Yeah. Yeah. Find your power and, to commit to these things. Yeah. And I think like, so like on a final note, maybe about this Mercury Scorpio conjunct Venus. Um, so basically the day that the conjunction finishes, um, Mars will enter Scorpio. So it, as it goes into the anoretic of those, of the Libra energy, it's definitely going to be about finding balance, finding, seeing, um, seeing like, on behalf of all, you know, like really finding fairness for all, justice for all, including ourselves. Um, So even though we're uncovering like all of this deep repressed material and, um, and grief that comes up, um, like we're also, uh, it, it is, I feel like the function of it at the moment is to find a greater sense of equality in our relationships, in our relationship with ourself, you know, um, between our masculine and our feminine. Um, and all of this really is so pertinent to the, tw- the build into 2020 and the n- numerology of two is really about separation from the divine mother. And, um, I was born on the 20th and a lot of the energy in my, uh, numerology has been about overcoming the separation to the divine mother and learning how to embody the divine mother 
and to really connect um, with spirit, with spirit in a, in, as a method of nurturing instead of um, spending all my time focusing on like the mothering I didn't receive, like in reality, mm. looking for it elsewhere, looking for how I can cultivate it and be that mother to myself and how spirit yeah. is always that mother to me. And I think a lot of this self-nurturance, I mean, the North Node in Cancer right now, the South Node in Capricorn, mm -hmm. the build to 2020, so much of it is about, yes, the rise of the divine feminine, but that doesn't mean women have all the power either. It's the, it's the, it's the rise of equality. It's the rise of like releasing of oppression towards the feminine, um, you know? Yeah, and that's interesting because, well, I want to finish on something about the Mercury retrograde, but oh, yeah. mm -hmm. that's also interesting because that you're saying that, because to me that feels very serious and serious is joined in with this 2020 conjunction. I mean, this yes, is thing that's happening. Yeah. Like I think it's been 600 years before since the last time they've met up. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Cause I was just out of the <laughs> field. But um, anyways, one thing I wanted to say, because I feel like people probably would want to hear this is I feel like with Mercury and Venus, this could also be, I mean, it's a really opportune time. I feel like for relationships in general, if you're in one to clear these patterns, you know, to really fucking change it, like to change these ways, you know, but yeah. this could also be a really good time for people to find someone. I think because we're going into such deep, like committal intimacy and truth, like this is like, you know, you want to experience true love. You want to experience really merging with someone. Well, then you got to get through this shit. It's like that type of energy. Like you want to really experience, yeah. you know, life with people you know, not just the fluff, like let's keep it separate because we have different beliefs. It's like, you want to really experience it. Well, then you need to get through these things, but this is where it can also align people with that type of experience, that type of relationship. It's like, you want to feel what this deeper merging with another person is or with other people. Then I think we're going to be brought in those opportunities where we can experience that, where people could really be meeting someone that, you know, a serious relationship yeah. Yeah. come from it so I felt like that's something probably people would want to hear you know with mercury yeah. retrograde it's like yeah there's gonna be old patterns coming back for sure but like you were saying we have to take ownership it's like these are this is coming from our own shit so yeah we're gonna have to be working through our patterns majorly but the opportunity is to really change the way that we're experiencing relationships yes and and, and you know as we on December 3rd, Jupiter is going to enter Capricorn. So we're going to be in a whole new host of like, um, expansion, right. Which I really feel like on the work front, on the career front is going to really bring a lot of expansion in just how we work, how we move. So in our gosh, new year's Jupiter is like on the 29th degree. Jupiter is going to be on the 29th degree, December 2nd. So it'll be, oh, it'll be on the 29th degree from November 28th till oh. the, till December 2nd. So new year's, no, we're going to be full on in Jupiter and Capricorn. So uh, we're going to really, and I think it's really meaningful that like Jupiter and Capricorn is hitting, you know, and then just a couple weeks later we hit Capricorn season. And I think that's really like, um dun, dun, dun. yeah like it's really like and then basically we have so much in capricorn just like pushing us forward and i think it's going to be an opportunity to move more outwardly um like 
I, but as we get to the last degrees of Jupiter and Sagittarius, it's like the lessons become more intensified. Do you, you know? um, do you think we should stop this and put this on a, do you think, how long is this? Should we talk about the conjunction on a different recording? Uh, no, let's talk about it. Let's just go straight through and talk about it. We can talk about it another time too, but I definitely like want to talk about that energy. Um, and we can, you know, we'll definitely bring this stuff up again next month. Like whatever things we're feeling and seeing. So that conjunction on the 12th of January, 2020, I mean, it's so big. Well, we have Jupiter speaking of Jupiter, we have Jupiter with the South node. Okay. So Jupiter is joined on the South node, the South node that we are where the South node is. It's a very unfortunate fixed star. So there's not very many, very unfortunate fixed stars, but this one is one of them. And it can deal with just extreme, um, like just where we just start shit or we just have a lot of just hostility, you know? So there's this theme of us leaving that, leaving these patterns behind of like hostility and the oh. benefit of this. And it's also the other thing about this energy where I could see where it's extreme has to do with perfectionism, where the perfectionism just fucking holds us back from actually experiencing, you know, where it's, right. you know what I mean? Like where, but let's also set the scene for like what we're talking about too. So like, what we're talking about here is this Pluto-Saturn conjunction. So it, as we enter into January, um, we are going to have the sun in Capricorn, right? And Capricorn is like the father of the zodiac, kind of. You know, it's like maturity. It's like self-discipline. Yeah. It's um, motivated to in career and achievement. It's sort of like our masculine energy um, for us and our maturity but it's as as an energy that's naturally ruled by Saturn. It also is about sometimes limitations. It's about hearing no if it's the wrong timing. It's about waiting, you know, and patience. And um, so Jupiter again is entering. That's how we expand on in a f- philosophical le- level. So on December third, we enter this philosophical level of okay. Now we want to embody the divine masculine. How may I serve my feminine energy? How may I serve my feeling, being creativity while also moving forward with my ambition and my purpose and my action energy? So then, um, January tenth, Uranus, which has been in Taurus, which is really and retrograding. Uranus is like is already like eclipse energy it's electrifying and shocking in this energy of shaking things up around our resources, our values, our, our, the way that we love and feel loved, um, our antiquated systems of belief that needed to be shaken up. So it finally is going to go direct on January 10th, which at two degrees, which is the same day that there's a full moon eclipse moon being our emotions full moons being like the end of an emotional story, a point of release eclipses really magnifying that energy, really magnifying the Uranus shaking shit up energy, like this bolt of lightning in cancer, the mother energy of the Zodiac, the feminine energy of the Zodiac. So then two days later, we've got basically what Katrina is talking about here, the Saturn Pluto conjunction, a conjunction is when two planets are really, really close to each other within five degrees 
of each other. And not only are Pluto and Saturn, Saturn's at 22 degrees Capricorn, Pluto's at 22 degrees Capricorn, Ceres is at 22 degrees Capricorn, the Sun will be at 22 degrees Capricorn, Mercury will be at 23 degrees Capricorn. So we are really, this is a massive point of um, energy. This is just a massive point of energy. And again, you're saying that it's actually opposing south node on this unfortunate star so not that it's unfortunate no. for us but well no so the south node and jupiter are conjunct um, on that Got day it. too so it's not just that we're having that um huge conjunction at the 22nd degree but jupiter is at nine degrees yeah. capricorn and the south node is at eight degrees capricorn so yeah. one of the benefits of this not the sun i'm sorry the south node but the south node is a releasing point so to me it's showing we're releasing those ways that were like yes. extremely combative old and, karma is um, like up this, for this degree yeah and this and it's in the, built into the structure so we're dealing with like these you know these parts of society and just how we work with each other and like what supports our world and our experience. So this is a major, um, releasing that we are dealing with. But so in, on this, um, this day, the South node is here on this degree. And one of the benefits of this degree has to be with like charitable actions, you know, and like doing good for other people. This is when you can really reap the benefits of this degree. And I think that's interesting because, the 22nd degree um, where we are having this conjunction is on the fixed star Solfat, and it's a fortunate fixed star. And it says harmonious, poetical, developed nature, fond of music, scientific, artistic, and inclined to theft. So that is the energy of the fixed star that this is um, going down on. And this whole little area right here is really fortunate energy. And it, that's what we've been dealing with. We've been having, you know, Pluto uh, go over these degrees. And then we had, you know, we've had a lot of activity right around this area. And how I see this is it's trying to change the structures in our society in a way that is like more good for everybody, you know, and unfortunately, we're having to really find our power to do that. It's not like going to happen on its own. Like it's really, to me, that's really that Scorpio Pluto energy of confront these things. Like don't allow these things to have power over your guys' experience. Like change this for the better for everyone. Yeah. And I'm just looking up, I'm just looking up that 22 degrees of Capricorn, the Sabian symbol. Um, I just want to see, cause so many things are at the symbol, you know, I just want to mm -hmm. like, um, so, uh, Blaine Bovey, who I really like, um, he does like more modernized, uh, interpretations of the Sabian symbols. The Sabian symbols were written like a hundred years ago. So sometimes like the language can be a little bit more confusing to understand, but, um, so I really, I'm going to read both and then we can kind of see, okay. So mm -hmm. in, uh, in the book, The Sabian Symbols in Astrology by Dr. Mark Edmund Jones, which was like, is, you know, pretty old, um, Capricorn 22, a general accepting defeat gracefully. This is a symbol of the immediate opportunism by which the human will develops its real power and of its underlying and uncompromising loyalty to the long range ends in view. A realistic practicality is made effective through a self-disciplined grace of spirit. 
so that men are won over very often by the enemy they have defeated. The individual exalts his destiny as he finds its roots established in values accepted by his fellows as well as himself. The key word is expediency. When positive, the degree is a genius for learning from experience and transforming setback into accomplishment. And when negative, irresponsible acceptance of the worst and insensibility or self-inadequacy. And can I just say that this degree is my ascendant degree. I'm a Capricorn 22 ascendant. So that, like, I can say that, like, definitely (laughs) experience both sides of that. You know, the negative of, like, just being defeatist and, like, it's all bad and I'm just inadequate and in self-doubt. And then the other side, which is, like, learning from the restriction, learning from the defeat, learning from the limitation um, and like, trans- but I think it's also saying like, don't turn a blind eye to shit. Like it's saying yeah. like, don't, don't just, um, allow things like learn from these lessons and like take responsibility. Yeah. Well, let me read the Blaine Bovey one too. Cause I, I think it's also interesting. They read a, a modern modernized Yeah, and you should also um, flip those cards, too, and see. Oh, my God, you're going to love the cards I pulled. Okay, so Capricorn 22, a general accepting defeat gracefully. Patience, grace, and the willingness to take a few shots in service to higher rewards. Mm -hmm. Whenever a Sabian symbol contains even a hint of a possible negative meaning, people complain. My Sabian symbol really sucks. The word defeat may strike some people this way. Think of it this way. Victory is but a transient worldly accomplishment. Defeats are the true test of character because character Mm. is that which can never be taken away. Or Mm. think of a strategy that is willing to concede a lost battle or two in order to win the war. Think of having to step down off an athletic team, perhaps due to injury, hand over the baton, figuratively speaking, until your injury has healed. There are many situations in life where it appears a defeat has been suffered when in actuality it is a show of deep character from an individual who knows when to stand back, when to hand over the baton. Uh Something that's coming up for me too is a relationship that I had that was on and off for a year and there we love each other, but like I know that this relationship is not one that is going to work for me and it just can't work because it reached the end of where it needed to go. So in terms of like, was it a defeat? Sure. It felt like a defeat. It felt like a loss, but at the same time, it was something that couldn't move forward higher. Yeah. Like it was like, it was a defeat that like I accepted and I was like, okay, I surrender to this because it's actually, I'm not going to be victorious in this situation over like my willpower or whatever. You know what I mean? So some of this could be, you know, and I I just don't like it. I just don't (laughs) like it. Like I just don't fucking like it. Not likey. I want what I want. Can you read, can you find this a new Sabian symbol, please? Because that bugs me because let's fluff it. I mean, oh, you're doing a higher spiritual service. That's what we're fucking doing. So you're saying, fucking, I'm sorry this feels defeated, but you're actually creating change in the long run for society. And you guys are performing a spiritual, you're doing a spiritual service. You know, that you're going to receive spiritual honors for this fuckery going on. That's what what it feels like to me with that saving. That's right. And well, and I'm here being like, "Mm -hmm." it's saying that like, 
you know, like it's really all about how you perceive things. Like, oh, maybe you perceive it. Yeah. So, like, I could perceive it as like, oh, this unavailable guy but, just. Okay, I'm here. perceiving it through the Capricorn lens. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why Jupiter's coming in to save the day. Like, oh, but if you can expand your perception, it won't be so bad because the Capricorn perception is going to be more pessimistic. That's the Capricorn energy. You know, it's like it's pessimistic yeah. and stuff like that. But Jupiter's coming. It in can like, be, but it's well, also a hard worker. It's like, let's roll up our sleeves and like, yeah, maybe totally. it's a long well, That's the only way. You're either going to take responsibility for what you can change and for your actions and for what needs to be done and like how you can actually create a change. Like, you know, it's like, exactly. It's like rolling up the sleeves and fucking doing what it takes. And Jupiter is here to like lift our spirits and like expand our perceptions. Yeah, I mean, to me, this energy, to me, this energy is like the limitation and the restriction of getting what you need and not necessarily what you want. Okay. And no, like, that's let's like, just look at, let's look at, hang sun, on a sec though. Hang on a Aries, second. Pluto, Saturn, and Mercury. Like those aren't. I, I think this is about getting what you need and not necessarily what you want. It's like, uh, as we're as beings we're like we want an easy life we want to we're like little kids we just want to eat sugar 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 and it's like no actually you have to fucking eat some broccoli today okay and like it's like is it that like we're being punished because we need to eat broccoli no it's because there's more facets to life than just like sugar 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 so a lot of times the way that we deal with our with our lives is like we're only looking for feel good shit. We're only looking to get what we want. And then when we don't get what we want, but we get what we need, we're like, well, fuck this. I didn't, I wanted what I wanted. And we have a little tantrum. But the thing is, this is about accepting that we're getting what we need. And maybe that means like that, like, um, it could be so many different things. It could be that like yeah. a relationship that you wanted to take off like a rocket isn't going to go very quickly. It's going to go really fucking slowly and it's not a punishment. It's what you need. Or it might be that like now is not the time to start a new business and do something that you really want to do. And that in the long range is something that you will definitely do, but maybe this is not the right timing. It's okay to say, this isn't right for me right now. And, and I think that's where it's talking about accepting defeat. Yeah, it's I not mean, saying that we're like, it's all about learning lessons, like learning yeah. lessons that teach yeah. emotional maturity that teach us to grow up. It's about growing up and taking responsibility for what we can change. And waiting oh. sometimes, you know, waiting, putting the work in and then oh waiting. Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. Capricorn, Capricorn energy is about pushing through the obstacles and actually feeling what it feels like to, to get to the top of whatever it is you wanted to achieve. And you're like, I didn't fucking cheat this. Like I fucking, yes. this wasn't given to me. This wasn't fucking easy. And there's something that that how you feel about that type of accomplishment that you worked for, you feel that from the inside. Like, you know, you feel that like proud of yourself and what you did. So that's the, that's the higher sense of the Capricorn energy and the whole lessons of things, you know, uh, not being handed to you and having to work through things and push for things because you know, you worked for it. So it's even though if, if we're really going to be honest, you know, this conjunction, 
you know, it's, it is something that is somewhat feared because we are dealing with Pluto and Saturn, you know, and those are, and we're dealing with not getting what we want, which causes a massive tantrum collectively. Yeah. Let's not, let's not commit to that. Not getting what you want. Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying like, of course that's going to be a part of it. I know. know, There's a potential. Whether it's us, whether it's us or whether it's what's going on in the collective, I mean, we're still going to feel it, whether it's happening to our next door neighbor who's not getting Yeah, I think it's a great thing that it's on, um, that it's on a fortunate fixed star. I think it's a great, that's a great, um, that's a great influence, you know, that this is happening for our highest good. This is happening for good. Well, and um, isn't Sarah, Sarah's like the, the mother kind of, yeah, let me tell you this story because I find this really interesting is, um, with the Greek mythology with series is, so Ceres is like very maternal energy and she was a mother and she's also connected with the earth and the cycles of the earth. So she has a very strong earth energy and a strong connection to the cycles of the earth. So that's interesting, right? So here we have Ceres and she has her daughter and you know she has this deep, deep love and connection with her daughter, almost a codependency type relationship. But so her daughter um, mixes with Pluto and she goes to the underworld. She ends up having a relationship with him pretty much. And uh, he gets to keep her. And so Ceres just had this loss, this removal that was so devastating, like, you know, to the core, this daughter was just taken from her. Okay. So that's what it feels like. It was removed from her. It's something that you don't have control over. Okay. So there's themes of not having control, a removal, a loss, that, that feeling that she must've felt. So she went into deep devastation and depression. And because of it, uh, the earth, you know, all the, all the, uh, fruits and the, the trees, like everything started dying because she had a strong connection with the earth. And so Jupiter is like, well, we need to fix this. And so he goes to Pluto. Interesting. Cause Jupiter's here as well. He goes to Pluto and is like, we need to figure out something. We need to negotiate something. So he says, they agree that, uh, the daughter can come back half of the year and then she'll spend the other half as, um, the goddess of the underworld with Pluto. Right. And so that is when a series has her daughter back, that is spring and summer. And when she loses her daughter to the underworld, to Pluto, that is um, winter and fall or fall and winter. So I think it's so interesting that on this conjunction here, we have um, the Jupiter is with in this energy. So they're all in the home of Capricorn, but we have series here meeting up face to face with Pluto. Like what? So, I mean, it's just interesting with the Greek mythology, how they are completely connected. And now you have Ceres and Pluto on the same degree. So what does that mean? That just seems like there is some meaning to that. I think that like anytime you you it's like, it's like fronting this. Yeah. But anytime, I mean, whenever you think of Saturn, you think structures, Pluto, uh, is like the tower card to me. It's like, it's like any structure that's built on a shoddy foundation or a foundation that doesn't have integrity is gonna fall down or be pulled down. So when I think of these working together, I think of structures that are, um, limiting our growth being pulled down. Now that might be something that we see 
outpictured in society. That might be something we see in our government in the United States. Oh my States. gosh, that's what I I'm mean, feeling. For I sure. Like but then on a personal... Yeah, but then on a personal level, it's also like about about us like coming to terms with loss as well and that it's you know the thing is is that like we have got to come to terms with loss loss is an absolute actuality that we go through in life we are going to die it really comes into like this fear of death that is one of the major things that we that fucking blocks us all the time is this like we have an inordinate Mm-hmm. fixation on death as human beings because like we have the ability to reason and no the ability to empathize yeah and so i think like uh, we are learning that like loss is a natural part of life and that we need to allow for renewal and loss you know as well uh, and not just see it as a failure as like how it's something that's like uh it's an honoring, you know what I mean? Like it's an honor when we reach the end of our experience on earth, we should be, we should feel an an honoring there. And I think especially in Western culture, because there is no culture around people's passing um, and, and, and our connection to death, it is just this really severe thing that we experience like a a paranoia and a fear around as -hmm. opposed to like it being a passageway into other elements of our experience that are maybe not physical, but you know what I'm saying? So it's, there's some really interesting energy there. And I think like, if we know that like, so what is it that we need to know? We need to know that structures there. So this transit that's happening, why we're talking about it is it happens like every 34 years. This is like something that like, you know, or the last time it happened was 34 years ago. So Wait, like, what? Which one? Oh, you're saying... Pseudo-conjunct Saturn in this way. That was... Yeah, the- but in Capricorn, in Saturn's home, that is something super, super rare. Like, that's where I was quoting... Um, right. So that's like the years. hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So even just the Saturn-Pluto conjunction happens every 34 years, but in... in and the- their continued cycle. The last one was in Libra. So got it. Yeah. A so, lot of the people, it was like, uh, 82, 81, 83, like all around there. I don't know. Don't quote me. I think it was, I mean, you know, I know I'm I 36 it. and I was born in 83. So we're talking about 89 probably. No, no. Cause well, whatever. If you don't know, you have it, then you just don't know. 80. No. Oh, what? Okay. No, it's like 81. I have it. I think it was like 81 and 82, right? For Saturn and Jupiter, eighty, eighty-one. Uh, I I don't know when Saturn was in. Okay, I don't so know yeah, right around Saturn. there. But a lot of, and we also had the Pluto. Pluto. But what Saturn. I'm saying is, the last time that Saturn was conjunct Pluto was in 1985. That was the last time okay. we had a conjunction like this. So okay, yeah, eighty-five. And then that would have been in Libra, and then, well, you know, a lot of stuff. Well, no, that was 89. I'm thinking of like the Berlin Wall. Coming so um, with that, this is like a continuation. People born during that time, like from 81 to 85, 
And this is also the whole time of Pluto and Libra too. So people with the Pluto and Libra, and now this cycle has met up again in Capricorn. So it carries on. So it's like a continuation of mm. people that are born during that time. This is really, this is going to be an awakening for them, you know, to really step forward and to utilize these, um, you know, gifts or skills or reasons that they are here, you know, because Capricorn energy really has to do with your legacy and how you are meant to influence society, you know, how you are meant to affect each other and your work and not just your work, but like your higher spiritual work as well. Like your bigger purpose for being here, your meaning. Um, so this is definitely good. I think on an in an inner journey, I feel like this conjunction is going to be really powerful, powerful for us yeah. with our personal lives. But what I'm sensing is in society, in the world, that's where I start to get a lot of kind of anxiety about this conjunction because whenever I tune into that, that feels like, mm, I don't fucking like it. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> but when I tune into how it feels in our inner journey, I feel like there's big things going on that are really helping us to... Wow. Um, it's going to be build to build our lives, you know, it's, gonna, it's definitely going to help us to build because Uranus is going direct two days before in Taurus. So it's like mm-hmm. definitely going to be around like our humanitarianism, our resources of earth, mother earth, you know, um, that kind of energy um, is like all going, is, this is part of the theme, but also the eclipse, you know, the eclipse, oh, yeah. Uranus. So it's just this. so ironic, right? It's like it's, it's eclipse season. There's an eclipse, full, a full moon eclipse two days before. So that's um, so it's the same. So I mean, it's still that energy. We're still going to be feeling that energy. No, totally. And it's like so that's even more. Like I didn't even really try that on yet to feel the energy. Like the well, fact that it was it's eclipse season too. Like I was feeling on that without the eclipse. And then to think, okay, now also go back to how it feels during eclipse energy because it just feels like magical in a lot of ways. And I mean, it feels magical. And I can say that with authority right now because I pulled two tarot cards and one of them is the magician and one of them is the high priestess. So these cards, like it is a magical time. It's an alchemic time, right? So it's like Mm -hmm. we have the power to like um, shift the way that things are through our mind, through our like these magical tools that we've been harnessing through our spirituality. And that part makes sense with the mind, with the Mercury being involved in this too. So yeah, and and in and the high priestess being like the mystery of life, the feminine intuition, like the real like magical. It's very magical, masculine and feminine energy. Both these cards are. It's our ability to act from a place of, um, like, you know, pure intention, and mm-hmm. and it's a and it's about like also embodying that beautiful, mysterious, feminine energy too. So. To me, what it says is there's like, there's this um, equalizing effect between, I think we'll be able to really feel the divine masculine and feminine flow through us even more fully. And, you know, in my experience, and I'm sure yours too, like any kind of wisdom, like information is one thing. And then when it becomes wisdom is when it becomes experiential. 
So even through like these uncomfortable times, like we are actually living the wisdom now that we just read in books like months ago or years ago or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like, this is a really powerful time for us, a really wisdom building, getting shit done time. Well, and I feel like, and because I've been doing, um, people have been wanting like little readings on the conjunction and how it's going to be, because a lot of people are thinking about this conjunction and, you know, the astral world, like yeah. wondering what's up with it. So I've had a lot of requests for little mini readings to see what's up with them during this. And what I'm sensing from that is like, it's really this game time, like from the, from a soul level, like this is something you came here to do. And this is a big push. Like there is great opportunity to create big changes within our reality and, you know, building things that are going to support our future. It's like, there's this big, like, this is what you came here to do. It's, it's game time. It is time. Saturn is here. It is time. You yeah. know, and so there's this Saturn's the father's time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this big push because the karma, we're clearing these karmic patterns. We're doing a lot of that right now, but I feel like it's shifting as Jupiter comes in and it's like, okay, now we're building. There's a lot of building and it's time. And it's like Pluto is there saying like, it's, you fucking have to, like, there's this element of the lack of control and like, we're being pushed. And I, I feel like we're being pushed into these situations in our outer world that don't feel good. And so that's the part I don't like. But then what, what I see that's changing is that people are really like aligning with their higher calling and like what they came here to do. And they're being pushed to create changes in their life that are going to completely change like how they experience life. But it's in a way that is beneficial. Yeah. And, and these changes are going to create the change in society as whole. So it's like we're changing it in our inward journey, but we're also collectively creating these changes. Um that are going to completely change the future and how we, you know, so how society, uh, you know, these structures that support us, but our opportunity to really like grow and build in our life and set goals and accomplish them and like really set out for what you would, you know, want and like put in the work to do it and have the support to like help build. I do feel like that's something people are going to experience. They're going to experience the support. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes back into like an acceptance. And I mean, I feel like because my chart is ruled by Saturn, you know, like learning how to accept it's not defeat, it's more limitation. Learning how to accept limitations is like an integral part of our learning, too. It's like, yes, would I like everything I want right now? Sure. But if I got everything I wanted, would it really be good for me? I'm not sure. You know, I also think that like being able to divine timing and receiving things when we need to in the way that we need, like even just the acceptance that we're getting what we need when we need it um, can shift a lot for us emotionally, psychologically. You know, if we go from feeling like, um, we're actually getting exactly what we need in relationships. Sure. Maybe we're being held apart from somebody and, but maybe that's for our highest good. Maybe that's, that is actually, uh, relieving us of, of a lot of toxicity that a relationship is, is ended or something like that. 
So instead of feeling oh. like we're being victimized by life, yeah. I feel like- And that would be Jupiter coming in yeah. being like, oh, let's, let's expand that perspective. Yes. So I feel like this, this energy, this conjunction energy, sure, like there may be, there's going to be limitation to it. But also, um, if we can see those limitations as us getting what we need, not necessarily what we want, but what we need, um, it might be, we might be able to transform any lower thought forms into something that is, that actually. We're definitely doing some transformation during that time, you know, and it's on a soul level and it's how we internalize things, how we internal, exactly what you're saying. Cause we have, and that's like what you're saying. It's like how you're taking them in, you know, how you're seeing them. And that's what's happening with the, the sun in Capricorn and with Pluto and Saturn, it's like how we internalize these, these hard situations or these lessons of restriction, or, you know, like you're saying, like kind of being held, feeling like you're being held back in a way or things, you know, yeah, yeah that whole experience, how you're taking it in. Yeah. Yeah. That's changing. That's transforming. So the other thing is there's not Um, really anything going on during this it's like mainly that conjunction but the one thing that is going on and then over because this this energy is it's coming in like I mean really like you said there's the eclipse so it's like the 10th the 11th the 12th the 13th so over the 12th and the 13th is when this conjunction is going on yeah, but that powerful one eleven energy also, you know, it's like one eleven. Wow, like, yeah. It's like that your thoughts have power and they manifest your reality. That that mm-hmm. to me is what like that's like, like the magician, right? The it magician is absolutely the magician. Actually, it's one yeah. and two, right? One eleven. So the magician is the one. The higher the high priestess is two. <laughs> Those are the numeral- yeah. numerology on those two. Oh, yeah, there's this infinite manifestation. So yeah. th- now I wonder what you think of this. So the only aspects that are really going on that I see is um, between the 12th and the 13th, Venus is in Aquarius during that time. And she is going to be going on to uh, the 29th degree. So the karmic anoretic degree of Aquarius. Okay, so that's important. And what's going on there is the moon is going to be in Leo during this time. So the moon is in Leo, which is a natural in conjunct to uh, the Capricorn in general. Mm -hmm. Um, So the moon is going to be going over Regulus, Mm -hmm. uh, the most beneficial star in the universe connected to Archangel Raphael. And it has a really strong uh, healing energy. Okay. So the moon is going over Regulus going into Virgo, opposing Venus on the 29th degree. So that's the main aspects that are going on is Venus is in this karmic degree in Aquarius and it's opposing the moon going over the most beneficial degree in well, the whole well, system. Absolutely. So when, I think of, when I think of 29th degree Aquarius, I think fucking <laughs> freedom, you know, frequent Woo! freedom. I just think this is a massive, and Venus is how we love, how we feel loved, our self-worth, self-value, you know, and I think like there's a free, this is a freeing thing. A freedom of conditioning, like too, you know, Uranus has to do with the conditioning and we have this conditioning of a society um, with the Capricorn energy. So it's like this conditioning that has been affecting your values, that have been affecting what you're attracting, that has been affecting your self-security, your money, your relationships, your worth. Yeah. 
And that's interesting because Uranus also, like you said, goes direct right um, on the same day of the eclipse. So Uranus is a big part of this. And Venus is the ruler of Taurus where Uranus is at. So Uranus or Venus on this 29th degree you know, Aquarian energy. Yes. I love it. That liberation and freedom. Like I fucking love that. That's one of the, my favorite things of Aquarius energy is that feeling you get in Aquarius energy where you're just like, you feel more carefree you feel more detached from all those things that start to like, where you just care too much and you get all in your feelings and it's like, get in your head. So like Aquarius energy, I always feel a little bit more like I'm going to fat. And I love that feeling. So oh my god, you know what I just thought of though? You're gonna kill me. What? All the listeners are gonna kill me. Oh Lord, I just realized that when you read Sabian symbols, you actually look at the symbol after the degree. So because it's like 22 degrees, dot dot dot, you know, because there's yeah. like you actually look at the 23rd degree. Well, lay it on us. <laughs> That's I'm not to say that we're not still working. No, with you know what? Energy. We I'm, definitely are. You know what? I, give it to me something better because that shit sucked. Okay. We're still working with that other energy for sure. No, That's I'm not not that. part of the energy. But the Capricorn 23 Sabian symbol, I'll read this too. Are, we, are you sure about this? That That's what you're supposed yes. to do? Yes. Yes. You go actually to the next one because... Yes, this is how I, and I forgot about that. And that's because that's just what I forgot about. But you actually read it because it's like. But maybe there was reason for you reading that because maybe there's for some sure, truth. For sure. Okay. You know, here, like maybe that needed to be heard. But let me, let me read Capricorn 23. Because better this be also, better. This also applies. It's a similar, the energy, you know, if you look at the. I told you, you to re-pull. I, I, I read Didn't it. I? I read it. I said, pull up a different one. I told you. Ooh, I didn't so like good. it, guys. I did. All right, I told so you. Capricorn 23. Capricorn 23, two awards for bravery in war. The two faces of recognition. Capricorn 23 touches upon the issue of appreciation versus criticism. Imagine an individual who knows inwardly they have carried themselves with the utmost integrity, dignity, compassion, yes. and so on. Yet to others, there is something lacking and in need of critical comment. Imagine mm. watching a contest of some sort where one competitor is loud and charismatic while the other is quiet and retiring. You know that the former is going to be the star for the television production, yet often we cheer for the quiet competitor in much the same way we might cheer an underdog. Capricorn 23 gets at the inner workings of all these issues. With each unthinking criticism, a cap. A Capricorn 23 individual may retire further within. With each over-the-top congratulations, same thing. Um, so the choice of greatness of character tends to lean away from worldly involvement where praise and blame seem to consistently yes. miss the mark. So, and let me just read the other one from the old book too. Wait, can I just say, I really fucking like that one so much. <laughs> like my, heart, my heart feels lighter. I mean, like I, what I'm imagining is like this feeling of victory of a job well done. 
You know what I right. mean? For like having good character and standing up for what's right and things yes. like that. And it's not necessarily going to be an egoic win because this has been, been that energy is release the ego that's not allowing you to align with your true, uh, your true worth, your true values, what's truly going to be meaningful. We're, we're giving too much power away to, you know, the ego and that recognition or, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. So to me, yeah, this, this is a win within. It feels like if you don't care about that stuff, this is about like the real win for being a good fucking person. This is like, the inner win. This is the inner win for sure. Yeah. This is like, this is like the win of you knowing that your character is strong, that you've been in integrity, that you've done your best. Yeah, you know? like I really feel oh. rewarded at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> like it feels so much well, better. I'm so other one is like I'm here for. I'm here to admit my to, to stress me out. <laughs> all, all the people that stop listening already, they're like, I'm here to express my own defeat, and uh, and yeah. Um, well, on that note, this yeah, is an exciting time. We've got we've got an exciting time coming up. Tune in for us. Over here at Chart Chat, uh, next month we'll bring you another chat on what we're feeling and seeing and and in the astrology world. Any final words of wisdom, Katrina, for our listeners? Nah. <laughs> I like that. Nah. No, not at all. But thank you for listening. Um, I've got a good piece of advice uh, that I want everybody to hear. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but like, just get up in the morning and do your fucking self-care shit. Your practical ass self-care, okay? First thing you do, it's like get in your body. Do 20 minutes of stretching mm-hmm. on the floor. It's be a body. body. Don't just be a head trying to fucking mm-hmm. figure everything out all the time. Get in your body. Mm-hmm. Crawl around in the dirt, you know? Like, we've got to be a body, too. So yeah. help, is, is that what you've been practicing? Is like Hell getting up yeah. And, is yeah. that your practice? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what is your practice? And like, how do you do? What do you do? So I, on a morning, I get up, I make my bed. I do my little mm-hmm. like home routine, bed. right? Which One is just them. like how I ease. Like first thing you get up and just make it. That's right. I get up, I make my bed. I open all the you blinds. You brush your teeth next. <laughs> nah, feed the cat next. <laughs> he needs, it's he like, gets a little persnickety a if I don't. Uh, then I'll like make tea or something. Then I have these cards. Um, these, uh, I have these yoga cards and I pull four or eight cards from the deck. Um, like, like I would pull an Oracle card and then I Uh just create like a sequence of stretching of what I need. Mm. And then I put, I love putting me, I always put music on, on the morning and just like put on one of my playlists and then I roll around and then I like, will have a bite to eat um and then I will do all the other stuff like that I need to do for the day so I spend the first whatever hour hour and a half just like practical 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 I love that I think that's a really good um place to leave it is like maybe over this month practice having a good morning routine you know yeah creating creating a routine that is like really setting up your day one of the things that I do 
in my morning routine that I try to do is before I get out of bed or anything, before I look at my phone, I try to set intentions and go over my day, at least the things that I want to, like that I have planned that I need to do, but I go over them and I kind of like think of how the best case scenario would feel. Like I just think, okay, me getting the kids, you know, to their class on time. Like that's a constant battle. And like me feeling like, oh, I got in there on time, super mom, you know, and like just go through the next step and just constantly like going into that feeling and like that visualization and just laying out the day, but also always leaving like, okay, and I'm open to miracles. I'm open to blessings. Like I also dropped that in there throughout the day. Um, when I go over my day and I feel like whenever I do that, it really does set me up for more success. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, love, thanks so much for being on, uh, Katrina and for all your insight. Thanks to the listeners and we will, yes, thank you. you. We will speak to you soon. Bye. Take care.